Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway... You're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between, and I do mean everything. Thank you for joining us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to you uh, frequenters, and if you're just joining us for the first time, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, and we do it one track at a time. I am uh, just one of your fearless leaders, one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Corey Morissette. Corey, are you ready to make the magic happen tonight? Why the fuck did I say I would start going to a gym? That's tiring. I'm, I'm very is. tired. I, I've actually, I'm ditching the Gatorade tonight. I'm back to whiskey. I thought, what the fuck? I, 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 and as I showed people in our, in our Patreon group today, uh, I've been editing old time dancing for the last two days straight. Uh, we oh we got God. this great uh, one man band. His name is Len, and he plays keyboards and accordion at the same time while singing. I don't even think Mark could handle that. And he plays no. all your favorite country standards. But holy God, am I ready for some Van Halen tonight? <laughs> you, you're saying you don't want the one man band. You you're you're ready for some Van Halen. But hey, he's here's great. my question. Yeah. Oh, I, I commend you. And I absolutely will uh, reiterate. No, I can't do that. I can't do any of that. Uh, so kudos to Lynn, the one man band. But here's my question to you. Uh, since you're not in the mood for a one man band anymore, you want some Van Halen. What happens when we spin a song where it's nothing but Eddie Van Halen? 
that's a one-man band as far as i'm concerned well yeah no that's very true i don't think he's going to be playing who stole my kishka though which is one of the pokas <laughs> that i edited today oh my god can you if, if i don't know if it exists it probably does not but how funny would that be van halen polka if there is van halen polka somebody please let us know there's there's gotta be, I, there's no chance that Eddie or Alex dabbled in polka during their musical journey. If they did awesome, I want to hear it, but all, uh, but let's just assume they didn't. There's still gotta be some polka covered Van Halen. Out there. Like there's gotta be something out there. So please let us know, dear listeners. Um, and, uh, uh, a not so clean segue from that is something Corey just mentioned. Uh, our Patreon. We have a Patreon and it is live. We are we are now a part of the uh the Patreon community. Uh you guys said you wanted uh more from us. You you, you want to hear us ramble more about uh, a band and the like. Uh, even though we're not experts, we just we're simple humble fans. You want to hear more from it? You, we heard you and you got it. So now we have a Patreon. So please check out the Patreon and the podcast will rock. We have some amazing tiers for you guys. I think some the many of you will find pretty uh pretty I would say well within your budget and awesomely fun what, what would you say Corey? any way we can uh tempt them to uh come on over to the dark side of patreon if they haven't already i tell you what just seek out our friends like uh perry lodiker and scott monroe and kevin brown who all signed up for the patreon kevin uh who's uh, lurking uh, as we are recording this here tonight he's watching along that's one of the perks uh so he's going to get to know the wheels the selection and and hear the song before anybody on friday hey kev uh he said it was a no-brainer and so let, let's all be more like Kevin. Uh, Kevin yeah. is a Tom Petty fan. He's a Queen fan. He loves craft beer. Uh, they don't get any better than Kevin. No, none whatsoever. So be like Kevin. We like Kevin. Join the Patreon and uh, let us know uh, what you want us to do, what, what you want us to talk about, and what you want us to spin. That's right. You get on Patreon, there's more than just one wheel. Uh, we, we, we'll have so many wheels. Uh, but you got to let us know, and you got to sign up for it. You'll be ahead of the curve if uh, if you do that, just like Kevin. And uh, speaking of good people that we really appreciate and we we enjoy having them around, we enjoy having our guests around tonight. Uh, a very special guest, not a first timer. He's coming back, coming back to the show, uh, not to talk about Judas Priest this time, but he's going to talk about some more Van Halen. We love that. Please welcome back to the show, George Solano. George, hey. welcome back, dude. Well, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on once again. I love your show and I'm listening weekly as usual. You guys are always doing a great job. And the fact that I get to be a part of it once again, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm ready to chill with a couple cool cats, talk about some Van Halen. And hey, where do we go from here? Oh, you know, I think I know. Yeah, I think Corey, I, I think would, you know too. Yes, Corey, would you be so kind as to click that link I sent? Oh, there's a link. How to kill all mosquitoes in the area, and yeah. that's right. How to kill uh, all. Sorry, I mean, yo, we, yeah, it's it's very Even important to kill work, mosquitoes. Corey. In the area. <laughs> <laughs> so it opened up in the uh, podcast for Rocka YouTube mosquitoes. page, not my own. Look. Look, I live in the South, okay? Mosquitoes are no joke over here when it gets hot. So, yeah, let's kill the hell out of those mosquitoes. All right, are you ready? Maybe. Did, uh, a special from our friend George. Here we go. Let's move it over here so that... Uh, I wonder if I can get it so Kevin can see. 
shall receive that's for sure i wanted van halen polka that's what i got Ke- kevin commented he loves how happy george is so do i <laughs> here we go uh, might as well jump, jump. i love the muppets on the shelf behind her like bert was there uh-huh Ooh, sax solo Ooh, sax just fantastic and i loved that um wasn't expecting uh wasn't expecting uh, let's see the 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 heimat dash uh damish uh heimat damish i believe is uh how you pronounce that um that sounds like a a good guess to me yep didn't expect jeff tate to come in there with vocals but you know hey what are you what are you gonna do um that is that's just fantastic. Um, oh my goodness. Thank, thank you, you, George, for bringing that to us. Yes. Yes. We now very you didn't much reference that was Jeff so fast. Tate just because I'm wearing a Queensryche shirt right now, did you? Or you I didn't be, even uh, see that? I didn't even see it. See, uh, we're it just, synced up anyway. We are. It uh, homeboy was uh, on the video was bald and he sounded like Jeff Tate, so I just assumed that was Jeff Tate. Um, so I was like, well, that's that's kind of a weird twist to this to uh, Van Halen polka, but I'm not mad at it. That was great stuff. Uh, thank you so much, George, for sharing that. Um, God, you asked. <laughs> you said it had to be. I out did. There. I, uh, it didn't take long for YouTube to deliver the goods. 
Exactly. And uh and you get that one. Uh no no uh no charge. No charge for that. That's just free, good quality entertainment, and we appreciate it. So how do we even uh where do we go from there at this point? Uh Corey, you got any uh Van Halen newsworthy other than Van Halen Polka, of course. Uh anything else uh going on uh that you want to share with the class? You know what? I've been uh, at the gym and working all day, so I haven't really <laughs> had a chance to look, to be honest with you. I know well, that it's they cool. had a, uh, all, all the Van Halen news desk, one of the things I haven't got to it yet, but there's a, a big a- interview uh, with Michael Anthony uh, from Trunk Nation. Uh, it's mm. uh, posted there uh, in its entirety. Uh, there's also an article on the Kings. Mick Avery uh, talks Van Halen's cover of You Really Got Me. Uh, that'd be really interesting. Oh, yeah. His comments. And uh, you can watch Van Halen's Dreams at the Whiskey uh, Go-Go from 93, uh, upscaled version, all that and more. And again, uh, I think I mentioned it last week, Gary Sharon did a big uh, big interview uh, with Jeremy White, and you can catch uh, the 22 minutes he talked about Van Halen, all on the Van Halen News Desk. And uh, do all that. Uh, check out Van Halen News Desk. You know, that's where we get most of our uh, current events in terms of Van Halen uh, from those guys. And we uh, we're very appreciative about the- what they do over there and uh yeah be sure to show some support how about that hopefully in that gary interview he doesn't mention a podcast that uh he believes talks shit about him because we we try not to and we always apologize hey, even if do, we do. don't talk about the bogus notice boys like that come on <laughs> no i would never yeah, I they're would nice never. guys yeah, they are nice guys. We like those guys. We'll have them on the show again at some point. Well, and, and uh, I, I didn't have a chance to talk to you, uh, Mark, but they're planning a little uh, three-way action with us and the DLR guys. Ayo. Maybe another uh, collaboration uh, in the future uh, with those guys. Ooh, well then, stay tuned, listeners. That that might just be uh, in the not too distant future. Yes, but right. uh, now, all right, all right. So uh, yeah, as Corey said, tune into Van Halen. The news desk if you want to to check out what's going on uh, in current events of van halen so for now let's move on over to the rockin poll and read out some tweets so uh things are going to be done a little bit differently this time you guys you know we try to accommodate uh for all the tweets however you guys tweet a lot so we had to sort of consolidate and if you want your tweets for sure read on uh the show then uh Join the Patreon. We got a Patreon tier for that. Uh, and uh, you will absolutely, if you join the tier and look it up, it'll it'll make sure you get a guaranteed spot and we will guarantee that we will read out your tweets. So uh, that being said, let's go ahead and go there. Last week, we discussed Can't Get This Stuff No More from the Best of Van Halen Volume 1, uh, an album very near and dear to my heart personally. Um, not... Everyone shared that sentiment, but I would say that the uh, the voting ratio went probably as well as uh, expected. What we have is an 82.7% what dreams are made of with a 17.3 dream is over. So, you know, most people pretty, uh, pretty keen based on the voting, pretty keen on this song. Uh, any big shocker to you there, uh, Corey? Ah, uh, maybe a little. I think initially I always thought this was kind of the the ugly stepsister to uh, Me Wise Magic. Uh, so I was maybe a little bit surprised at how much love it got. Uh, but I, I, I dug the song, so I was pretty happy to see almost 83% uh, what dreams are made of. But like you said, uh, a couple of vocal uh, uh, dissenters, and, and they had uh, good points too. Uh, certainly not my favorite uh, Van Halen track from that album. It's a greatest hit, so obviously I, I enjoy most of them. Uh, but of uh, I've certainly heard worse. 
uh, and we certainly <laughs> got worse uh, on the uh, Best of Both Worlds compilation. Oh, ain't that the truth? Uh, let's see. Uh, George, while I have you here, man, I'll, I'll just ask you straight up. Uh, do you have any thoughts on can't get this stuff no more? Did you vote or uh, do you want to uh, yes, elaborate? Sir. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now I give it a thumbs up. It's not like a super strong thumbs up. It's not mm -hmm. in my top Van Halen tracks category. It's got a chill groove to it. And the solo really cooks. I think the ending part really kind of drags a little bit and they could have maybe chopped some of that, but mm -hmm. overall, like it's towards the positive. It's a thumbs up for me. That's that sounds about right. That's that's kind of where uh, I I remember being uh, when we discussed the the track, and I I might have a little bit more of the nostalgia of it because of because of it being on this particular album, and that was my uh, gateway into more Van Halenness. So yeah, I totally understand that. All right. So then uh, let's go over to uh, what everybody else was saying. We're gonna start with uh, our, our buddy and our, our fellow uh, sort of honorary podcast will rock panelist uh, as well as a new patron. Uh, so he absolutely gets to have his manifesto of tweets <laughs> read on the show uh, from our dear friend, Scott Monroe. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Scott. Uh, I'm saying that now, just in case uh, this manifesto leaves me uh, irritated, but no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But he did write a lot. So let's get to it. And he even prefaced it warning manifesto inbound. So here we go. The upshot is this track is hashtag what dreams are made of for me, mainly because of the back half with Eddie's killer solo and David Lee Roth's more energetic final chorus and more cowbell. Ha! You knew somebody was going to bring up the cowbell. I knew it because it, it just had me laughing. Um, he goes on to say, much like Mark and Brett, the best of album go uh, got tons of repeat listens in my youth. And like Mark, that's me. I had similar feelings to uh, to this track. I always felt it started too slow and was the weakest of the three new songs. I'd usually skip it in favor of the other two. Also, like Mark, I'm not as harsh on it now that I'm older. The intro is serene as Eddie noodles towards the main riff, and when it does kick into high gear, yowza, what a groove. He actually did write yowza, uh, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Uh, I don't mind David Lee Ross' lower register vocals, though. I prefer them on MeWise Magic. That said, it's fine, and the lyrics are clever and well-crafted. Having the Mikey harmonies louder in the chorus would have really elevated it and contra uh, contrasted nicely with David's deep delivery, though. 1,000% agree with that. Uh, the talk box section is where my ears really perk up. It's a cool, new, and yet retro sound for them, and I dig it. And the dirty rhythm underneath it all by Alex and Mikey comes to the forefront. So good. Here's where D David Lee Roth ramps up too. As the solo ends, we get a classic woo that harkens back to youthful high energy at David as he goes higher and more intense on the final chorus. Everything going on here was worth the wait. I too could do without most of the minute long meandering outro, but the cowbell is indeed great. I'm here for it. I've got a fever and the only prescription is more Alex Van Halen. Amen. Truly, you can't get this stuff no more. Uh, hashtag what dreams are made of yet again. Thank you for that, Scott. That's good. I, and you know what? 
I, I commend you because you do exactly what we ask for on this show when we put up these polls. Uh, usually we ask people if they're not so hot on a particular track, at least tell us why. Don't tweet us with a, this song sucks, and then that's it. Like, okay, that's it? That's all you got? Cool. Uh, Scott, on the other hand, is, this song is great, and I'll tell you why in seven tweets. Uh, but that's that's good. I like a, a good uh, analysis. So yes, and, there uh, you are. I find myself agreeing with every point uh, except one. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of oh. the talk box. That's about the only thing uh, I, I kind of wavered from Scott on. Otherwise, everything else yeah. I totally agreed on. But our next tweet, I figure we'll, we'll hop back and forth here. I'm going to sure, steal sure. this bit from a Seaside Pod Review. Both uh, hosts now read the tweet. So I'm stealing something from you, Kevin, and I'm reading your tweet as I do it. This is from our good friend Kevin Brown, who says, not for me, very, very average all the way through other than Al's drums. And I do love Al's drums on that track. Also, should I have been called uh, Up for Breakfast Part 1? Ouch. Ooh. Because, uh, quote, steak and potatoes, a feather in a bucket, a slice at a time like a pizza pie, eesh. Hashtag this dreamer's <laughs> over. So he's not a fan of the lyrics. I I, I kind of was. I, I love David Lee Roth uh, metaphors for food and the palm trees. I I think we settled on that it was <laughs> he was talking about. But uh, there's a dissenting vote. Um, he, he found it very average and, you know, I can see his point, even if I don't quite agree with it, but there's a thumbs down from Mr. Kevin Brown. Wow. And you can do worse with food metaphors. I mean, the song cherry pie (laughs) is out there. Ah, oof, yeah, and boy, that I one's so bad. I and she licked the beater. Amen. Even even the vocalist of Warrant to this day hates the fact that he wrote that song because yeah. he knows it's awful. He knows it's bad. Well, the, the, and, uh, yeah, the, the label said we don't have a single, so he took fifteen minutes and wrote Cherry Pie, and it became their single. Like, became their single, and that that is what uh, they are now forever known uh, for writing. And I mean. That's probably not the greatest legacy you want to leave behind in a in a band like that. But what do you do, right? What do you do? Uncle Tom's okay. Cabin is still a banger track, though. <laughs> that one's good. But there you go. Let's talk about a band that has way more bangers. Van Halen. Yes, sir. What other comments you got? Mm. Well, going over to our friends, uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, also patrons. Uh, Dave had to, or uh, Dave had a lot to prove when they did the two songs for the reunion. That didn't happen of the greatest hits package. He worked his butt off, and it shows. Great song, great work put in by everyone. The quality of this song and Me Wise Magic was com- was a uh, commiserate with the disappointment sorry there there were two tweets uh commiserate with the disappointment the reunion didn't actually happen at that time uh look how good this could have been we all thought all too bad dave sounded much better here do you agree with that statement yeah uh dave did have a lot to prove uh when the reunion didn't happen right this is supposed to be the big triumphant return to van halen right and then he went up on stage at the mtv uh video music Mm -hmm. awards and made an ass of himself so (laughs) Um, But it it kind of proved that, you know, that old magic was still there. I know uh, uh, Kevin disagrees, but Miwai's magic uh, to me was, you know, a classic newer sounding Van Halen sound that still harkened back to Women and Children First, Uh, you know, one of their harder Mm -hmm. albums, right? So, uh, yeah, you know, he did have a lot to prove and they largely succeeded. And then, of course, we went from that to the 04 uh, uh, tour with with Sammy and oi, things kind (laughs) of fell off the tracks from there. Fell off the deep end, yeah. Um, 
it's just a, the phrase that stays with me there is Dave had a lot to prove. And it's, it's, just, it's really hilarious. It's hilarious to, to think about that uh, because it's David Lee Roth. You well, know, think and about his career you know, at that time, right? Yeah. Like around it, that time. Very true. Yeah. It's just on the surface hearing that statement is like, Dave, what, did, what in the world did Dave have to prove? And then you have to like, no, no, no. In context, you have to think about this. This and this and this and like, yeah, okay. But yeah, yeah, like on the on the surface, Dave had a lot to prove. It was like, wow, what a statement. His but, popularity was waning at that time, right? Like a little late enough, I don't indeed. think sold. It certainly didn't sell like Skyscraper or Eat Him and Smile did. So No, no. So there it is. Uh and I'll uh let's see, just a couple more here just because I thought it was funny. This one especially, mainly because I get a shout out from Michael Green, our buddy Michael Green, the uh Van Halen three enthusiast, says, Yeah, I dig it. But how did Mark pick this over me wise magic? I'll never understand. Hashtag what dreams are made of, hashtag Van Halen three for life, hashtag apologies to Gary. There's a lot about me, Michael, you will probably never understand, just like I will never understand your deep, devoted love to the album Van Halen 3. Kudos to you. More props, whatever makes you, yeah, yeah, whatever makes you happy, but oy vey, uh, that is my only retort to that. Um, so I'm, glad you you read his. I'm glad you read his because I, I, I mean, if you I weren't going to, to, I was going to. <laughs> uh, I, I want to I want to read out our, our good buddy Rava Flav. Yeah, who said uh, Eddie's lead post voice box is great. I like the obscure lyrics and Dave's delivery. Great backing vocals and Alex is spot on all the way through. You can easily disregard my thoughts because I might be the only one that actually likes the extended outro. So that that was one vote for the over a minute long extended outro. So. well you know again much like michael green whatever makes you happy if that long outro makes you happy then hey good on you um just uh thought it went a little bit long for us uh uh and uh I'll, i'll read one more here uh from jeff brewer he says like the guitar work good example of ed's ability to play interesting guitar lines not a fan of eddie van halen playing talk box or wah i prefer his sound without those gimmicks uh dave's okay here and the cat made me lose my spot dave's okay here i like this better than me wise magic learning to see it's about time and up for breakfast so okay well you know that i'll give you that i'll give you those Oh, I got to, we, we've pissed off Kevin Brown. Uh, he says, Uh-oh. I can't believe you stole part of our format, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> apologies to Kevin. Hashtag yes. apologies to Kevin. There's the yeah, new shirt. Yeah, we, we did steal the portion of the show where we uh, go back and forth reading tweets. Uh, everything else from Kevin's oh. show, uh, he's stolen from us. So I, I just needed to point that out real quick. So, <laughs> hey, look, podcasting is just a cyclical series of us all stealing from each other because... I stole y'all's format for how you play the songs. So <laughs> hey, and we, we stole all, all of our stuff from Pot of Thunder. Other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's we true. All it's true. Yeah. To each other. Yeah, absolutely. The and, best uh, artists steal. I, I was still shocked when Kevin said, Can we uh, use your format? I'm like, it's not my format. We stole it from Pot of Thunder. So you're yeah. you're just <laughs> re-stealing their format. We just added a wheel. So we, yeah, just we added a wheel. wheel, yeah. So yeah. little does Kevin know we're gonna start doing Queen songs next week. So uh yeah yeah surprise everybody uh and uh okay you know lastly i'll read this one from van halen lyrics yes says uh it's what dreams are made of because you literally can't get this stuff no more sad face emoji bonus it's what dreams were made of when we learned david lee roth refused or uh, i'm sorry 
when we learned David Lee Roth returned to record new songs with Van Halen, sadly, we can't get that stuff no more. That dream is over. Uh, crying face emoji. And yeah, you're right. But uh, honestly, though, at this point, would you really want to? Like, w- would you want to? Because I mean, I know because Dave is off doing his own thing, uh, trying to, I guess, let's say revitalize old Van Halen tunes and uh, kind of re-record them, bring a new energy to it. And we don't frankly, know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> yeah, frankly, that energy's not working for me. So you know, so you know, so I ask you: is uh, is it is it sad that we can't get that stuff no more? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm inclined to think not really, but uh, it, but in terms of having Eddie around, yes, very sad. So uh, so there you go. There's some uh, there's some tweets from the poll last week. Thank you everyone for submitting them. Uh, and if you like, I said, if you really want to get your tweet uh, for sure read on the show, go over to our Patreon, subscribe, become uh, one of the tier members, and you'll get that and all sorts of goodies. We're we're gonna give you as much goodies as you want uh, within uh, within our capabilities. So that's there allowed you by have law, it. and more coming. Uh, where we're yes. talking about maybe resurrecting a couple of old shows that Mark and I did and making them mm-hmm. Patreon exclusives. And oh, we got a whole bunch of good stuff maybe in the pipeline. So get in on the ground floor. There might even be some get Kevin the- Brown designed exclusive Patreon merch. Ooh, there you go. So we <laughs> people love uh, if you and thank you for that. Uh, if you if you haven't checked out our merch store or haven't checked it out in a while, you should really get on over there to at uh, podcastwillrock.com. We have it on there. It's on our T public store. Check out all that merch. Uh, our, our friend Kevin Brown has done some incredible designs uh, for us Absolutely. and uh, they are, they are hilarious and they are awesome and very much sort of, you had to be there or you had to listen to it. Very, very, uh, uh, inside joke base so if you listen to the show and you're wearing our shirts only you'll know like you'll know and everyone else will be like what's that all about and all oh. you got to do is tell them check out and the podcast will rock right and extreme and mammoth are touring right so wear your Whoa. podcast will rock here on tour so that uh, extreme fans and mammoth fans could go what the fuck is that that sounds terrible. <laughs> sh- everyone wear your apologies to gary shirts please because <laughs> he eventually shows, yes. Yeah, he, he'll see him and he'll go, what the hell is that? And he's like, oh, you don't know? <laughs> and then and, and then either, the support. Yeah. I mean, that or all hell will break loose after that. Uh, either way, I'm kind of here for it because I just I just want to know. I just, right, just want to know what's what happened. Oh, my dream is to get Gary Sharon to record. A, you're listening to and the podcast will rock for some reason. These guys are a bunch of dickheads. And then we segue into hello, baby, in the intro of the show. Is he on cameo? If he's not, someone tell him to get a cameo. We <laughs> can right. make that happen. Good stuff. All right. Moving forward, you guys, it's time to get into the meat of the show. Why we all come here, but before we spin that wheel, we do our second favorite thing and that is say it with me. Take a shot manifestations. That's right. We manifest the song that we want to hear tonight. So George, Hey, you're our guest tonight. You've returned. Uh, you've been aching. You've been waiting. You've you've been uh, uh, chomping at the bits. Yeah. I just assume uh, to talk about some Van Halen. So, what Van Halen track or maybe uh, a, Va- a Van Halen era do you want to manifest for tonight's show? I don't know. We're not going to let them uh, pussy out like they do on Seaside Pod Review. You got to name a track. Ah, 
Kevin does that with Randy do all the time. Just just pick you an era. I can't do it? Pick an album. You think George I can't can, name a track? George, name Ooh, it five songs. Seven. Okay, fine. Name five songs. <laughs> That'll all be right. the next shirt. Name five songs. Yeah. Okay. So I guess my manifest destiny tonight is to get a Sammy track. All right. And we know that I fell victim to the Deep Dive podcaster's curse and spun a Van Halen 3 on my first time here. Yeah, you did. And I was on a live show when we did I'm the One. So I got a Dave. I got a Gary. I got to complete the trifecta. And if we somehow spin another Van Halen 3 song tonight, then... (laughs) I got to warn you, I may or may not get a phone call for a family emergency and find out that some relative I don't know passed away. (laughs) I I understand that. That's the only editing we'll do is that uh, we had George at the beginning of the show and then all of a sudden we didn't. (laughs) If we spin Vami Lynn 3. We won't even address it too. We won't be like, "Oh, oh, George was with us, but he's gone. No, we'll just carry on with the show. Like, it's yep. like, was he oh, ever there? He like, I don't know. Yeah. Van Halen three curse. Oh, you said I got to name a track. Well, yep. I yes. want to see Emmy. Let's let's do something fun. Let's do get up. Oh, good one. That's a fun nice. one. Yes, fifty one fifty. I'm down for it. Yes, absolutely. Now, you are. Uh, we should uh, mention uh, we have a manifestations channel on our Patreon Discord. So I asked oh, the patrons, right. what do they want to hear? Kevin Brown uh, this weekend. And first of all, what the fuck took you so long, Kevin? He finally picked up on vinyl a copy of Rocks by Aerosmith and Women and Children First. So welcome to the fold, brother. And what took you so long? Those are two busts when you're starting any vinyl collection. Absolute classic albums front to back. But he wants to hear a little Women and Children First. Uh, how about a little Cradle Rockin' is what he wants to hear. So When I first read that, I was thinking uh, he was talking about And the Cradle Will Rock. And I was like, uh, uh or he is talking about it. He is talking about the rock, but I, what do you think he was no, talking my, about? Uh, no, I, that's my mistake. I had thought we had already spun that. <laughs> that was the problem. I was going to be like, you dumb bastard. We've already done. And, but then I realized like, wait, no, we haven't. It's because you hear it every week. Song. It's part of the intro. Yeah. No, that it is. A, I mean, it's our namesake, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so no, he's not a dumb bastard. I'm a dumb <laughs> bastard because I thought we spun it. No, uh, that that's a great manifestation. Um, it is. Scott Monroe had a good one too. He wants to hear a Sammy track. How about when it's love? When it's love. If there was ever just a primo Sammy ballad, that's the one. Uh, Would not be mad about it, as you guys probably would have guessed. So there you are. All right. Well, Corey, your turn. What uh, you're you're in the mood for some Van Halen, as long as it's not a a one man bander. uh, What uh, what do you want to hear tonight? Well, you know what? Because George is here, and we all love George, and he he's trying to manifest a Sammy track. I'm also going to manifest a Sammy track. And I want something a little dirty groove to it. I want a little black and blue from OU812. Ooh, black and blue. That's what I'd love to hear tonight. Well, you're all wrong because we are. <laughs> well, you're half wrong. You're all half wrong because we are. I believe it in my bones. We are going to spin a Sammy track. However, it's not going to be any one of those. We're spinning pound cake tonight. That's what we're spinning. You think you know so? Why? Because that's what I really want to hear. That's why. <laughs> It probably won't happen, but uh, it, it's it's fun to imagine I have such power, and I'm calling my shot, calling it. Uh, it happened for Corey three times. Surely, by the end of this show, I'll have one. You're running out of opportunities for Van Halen manifestations. We have 49 songs uh, left on the wheel, <laughs> and we've well, been trying to get Pound Cake for a while. We have, yeah. Well, we've been... 
to be fair, we've been trying to get uh, a track from the fuck album, another track from the fuck album for a while. And it's just, it has not been in the cards, but I don't know. I'm feeling, uh, I feel something special in the air. So I think we're in for something good. I definitely think we're in for a Sammy track. Could be either one of ours or it could be none of them. But I think Sammy is uh, is coming up. So with that being said, uh, George is ready. He's He's got his manifestation powers going strong. I know Corey is. So if uh, if Sammy's in the back and he's ready to go, what do you say we spin that wheel? to come up to oh it's a dave track but it's a gooder oh, how about everybody oh. wants some from women and I children want some. let's do it I'll all right Kevin, it's too. from women and children my friend you should be pretty happy with that i know i am uh so once again my manifestation powers are weak and it wasn't even close uh but uh am i mad about that certainly not i think uh this is this one's going to give us a lot to talk about and discuss i think we're in for uh something interesting with this one i don't want to show my hand too too early uh but uh any any first initial thoughts uh from you gentlemen before we get started without tipping your hand well i think that ship sailed for me because <laughs> i feel like i sounded pretty excited when everybody wants some spun on the wheel. So, hey, look, Fair enough. it's too late for me to not tip my hands. <laughs> well, okay. Though maybe it's, uh, uh, maybe you've tipped your hand a little bit, but you could always uh, change your mind the further we go along and the further we analyze it. You know, we'll, we'll give you some some extra things to think about. So, um, uh, Corey, any, uh, any opening statements before we kick this track off? I tell you, my, my first, and I had to go back and double check because I thought maybe I was just too old and I was forgetting. But, uh, Brick, you ever see a little uh, movie from 1985 called Better Off Dead? Oh, have I? John yes. Cusack? Yes, uh, indeed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a claymation part of that movie where like a hamburger or a cheeseburger is singing this song? There is, just like there is a <laughs> crazy paperboy demanding his two dollars. That's right. Uh, yes, it's a it's a glorious film. It's a very it's a gloriously weird film, but uh, it has got all the '80s goodness that you love and adore. And if you're old enough and remember it, uh, go check that out. And yes, nice uh, appearance of the track. Everybody wants some. That's right. We're gonna officially count this as a half manifestation for Kevin Brown too, because uh, he got the right album. And he just sent me a picture. Uh, he still has women and children uh, on his uh, turntable right now. He's been listening to it all weekend. So uh, good job, Kev. And, and, and yeah. Good, yeah, good good call, too, because this is an absolute uh, classic uh, from Van Halen. Uh, here's a couple of little uh, nerdy things, uh, courtesy of our friend uh, C.J. Chilvers and the Van Halen Encyclopedia. But the opening hey. guitar effect uh, was the same as in Atomic Punk. But instead of Eddie rubbing against all the strings, he rubbed just the low E. Now, that sounds like a Stormy Daniels Trump kind of thing. Uh, so maybe, Mark, you're a guitar player. You can kind of help me out with that. What does that mean? Low E. That's just the top string of the guitar, the thick one. So he was rubbing that thick one. I did not pay Stormy Daniels to rub my low E. That's just made up <laughs> by, by sleepy Joe Biden. Oh, bitch, you thought. Uh, but that, I digress. <laughs> I could go I could go on and on about that whole thing. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's interesting. I that that doesn't shock me based on how it sounds. Uh, this intro. Uh, yeah, but uh, 
a lot of uh this is a very speaking of long intros and outros this one's a a pretty pretty long intro uh for this song but but it's a build-up it's like this grand build-up it's a little different than uh you might expect it, it, it the first time i heard this I wasn't sure where the song was going to go because it gives you an, <laughs> it gives you sort of this, uh, this feel of the jungle, uh, this intro and you feel like, like, Oh, okay. Are we doing, uh, are we doing a welcome to the jungle sort of thing here? Is this, is this their, uh, their guns and roses moment? Um, and then you realize like, no, not really, not even close. It's just, uh, something fun and something animalistic, but that's, and there it is right there. It's giving you the sounds of the jungle because like the animals are here and they want some, everybody wants some. All right. You guys ready to, to hear a little, everybody wants some from women and children first, you know, it. let's do it. Great monkey. Just rubbing that E. Rubbing it. You know, before we get too deep into it, uh, according to C.J. Chilvers again, Van Halen Encyclopedia, the drum vocal interlude was completely ad-libbed. Really? Yeah. So uh, Dave did write on, on the lyric sheet, monkey sounds. Make sure you lead <laughs> off with monkey sounds. It's like, it's like, like pretend you're uh, some some primates in the jungle during this this part. It's like, no, just, I don't know, do what you want. And uh, it made it, you know. Yeah. Tarzan, yeah, of course, is like, I mean, look, Dave, uh, he looks like a guy who would fancy himself a Tarzan. I tell you, this album I can was hear, real. Sorry, go ahead, George. I can hear why you compared this to Welcome in the Jungle. You got a very tribal-ish beat and the mm. whole. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Vibe. It's very wild feeling right off the bat. Yeah. Yes. Animalistic. But I tell you, uh, 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 Kevin Brown wanted uh, and the Cradle Rock for his manifestation. This was the B-side to that A-side. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, way back in the day, if you bought the A-side and the Cradle Rock, this was the B-side to that. 
I'll give him three quarters so of a manifestation now for. Yeah, there you go. You, yeah. you get uh, kind of credit, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's very important that uh, when you are willing to when you're ready to get down when you're in the mood uh, and you're in a public place it's important to note that you're in a public place so maybe it's not wise to uh, just have it out right there just in a public setting like you know a subway train when there's full of people especially if the conductor's looking at you so yeah. I applaud Dave for pointing that out I was like look. The conductor's like, don't do it. You're wasting your time. Don't do that here. But but why are they wasting? Everybody wants some. Yeah. I mean, well, we don't we don't know that yet. I just assume that uh, you're wasting your time because, uh, like, maybe she's just she's just not that into you. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the the conductor's like, come on, dude, she's way out of your league. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's sad if the conductor of the subway is noticing, like, bro, bro, don't do. That's fine. It happens on the subway all the time, but this chick. Way out of your league. You're wasting your yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, make sure it's consensual. And uh, I don't think it is on her part. So just move on. You just got to move on, bro. It goes so against what you would expect David Lee Roth to tell you. Yeah. You can't get romantic on a subway line. When do you ever hear Dave discouraging you from getting romantic? Ever. <laughs> exactly. Dave's asexual. He'll fuck anything. Mud, chickens, anything. Like, whatever comes his way. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love how he wants to use the term "get romantic." It's like there's nothing romantic about what you're trying to do. Just, uh, just, <laughs> just call it what it is. You were just making animal like monkey sounds. We know what this is. But Don't everybody wants romantic. Some, Mark. Yeah, everybody wants. Well, some I want some problem. too. Yeah. But I mean, you know, everybody needs some, and I, I get it. But uh, time and a place. Is time and a place. Line, but and, baby, everybody wants some. Come on, I want some too. <laughs> baby, how about you? How about you? And she's just like, not today, not with you. Dave's a little desperate in this song. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> he's just like, he's in a, a mood. Lot of, no, I've rode a lot of New York City subways. There's no possible amount of flowers, candles, and wine that could ever make a subway romantic. No, and I'll that's what I'm saying. Like, the, yeah, we got yeah, nothing like that up here, but I'll take your word for it. I've seen movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen movies and en- yeah, enough to know is like, ooh, yeah. I mean, I've ridden the subway in New York once, and uh, there's nothing romantic about it. My goodness! All right, let's keep going.
Yeah, but I before I, I read lyrics, I didn't know what the hell he said there, but it's I took a mobile light for a moonbeam, and it's like, it's what? Exactly this. I'm, I'm so glad you said it first because, like, I was literally about to say that, but also I took a mobile light and lick it for a moonbeam. Like, what the yeah, fuck but, are you but, talking about, dude? What, first of all, a like, why is, is that a flashlight? <laughs> what? He, it's uh, like I'm assuming so he took a flashlight looking for a moonbeam. I don't know, but two things point out. Yeah, I didn't. I never knew what he was saying right here. So one, now that I'm looking at the lyrics, I don't know if it's better that I know. And two, why is he doing a Randy Newman impression on this part? That, that, that's what I want to know because it's not. It's not helping. I hate when he breaks into short people in the next verse too. It's just crazy. <laughs> he does, he does, it's like impression and everything. It's weird. Yeah. Like Dave made some weird choices on this album. He was like, yeah, we need some fucking monkey sounds, some Tarzan yells and some Randy Newman. That's what the kids want to hear. <laughs> it's like, that's what the kids want. Randy Newman. Yeah, it's 1980. God damn it. It's a new era. He's hip. I don't know. Actually, it was Randy Newman hip in 1980. I was don't he know. Ever hip? I don't know. Jesus. He writes for Pixar hey, now. I mean, he wrote well, uh, and Major League. I mean, he he wrote yeah. some uh, he, he wrote some good songs <laughs> yeah, for some good did. movies. So I mean, you know, there's that. But um, yeah, but uh, I don't know if everybody wants some. Is the time and place you want to bust out Randy Newman? <laughs> Looking for a good beep. Everybody wants some. I want some too. I want some too. Oh man! <laughs> of course you. Of course you do, Randy. Oh, but we gotta get back to the song now. All I hear is Randy. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm depressed. Yeah, and we're doing a lot of clowning <laughs> on the lyrics, but I guess at some point we might as well talk about the music because what I'm hearing is pretty smoking. And oh, yeah. the, this song's great because that build up, you get the. Guitars oh, yeah. slowly coming in with Eddie playing those licks and they're teasing you. And this intro is awesome because it's just priming you. It's getting you ready for that fast riff to come in once you're past the one minute mark. And mm -hmm. then it's like a Panama-esque rocker. And then the song has such a great rise and fall because after you get through that first chorus and the song goes back down a little bit. So you're getting sort of, uh, how do I say it? It's just, it's dynamic that, and it's yeah, not that static kids throughout. Is what we, well, yeah, they, thank you. That's exactly the word. Like that kids is called dynamics and that's what you want in a good rock song. Amen. Before we get into the guitar solo, I just want to point out how great the production on these albums is. Like Ted Templeman, yes, what a producer! And uh, I, I was listening to some old Pot of Thunders, and and they, they were spinning songs from like the first couple of Kiss albums, and they sound like fucking garbage. Like I don't know what mm -hmm. the hell the the production team is thinking on those records because they just sound terrible. But here we go, you know, late seventies, early eighties, and these things sound immaculate. It you helps when you have. Be. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, I guess it helps when you have a producer in the studio that really understands the sound of the band that they're recording. Uh, probably, I mean, 
I, I would assume for this album, Ted probably had a lot of input because he just knew how to bring out Van Halen's sound to the 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 fullest, uh, in my opinion, anyway. Like every time we hear good mixing and good production quality in a Van Halen record, most of the time, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Templeman's behind it. Nine times uh, out of ten, yeah. The only other one that yeah. we kind of single out is Balance, uh, Bruce Frank. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, which isn't bad, but I mean, like, I don't know. There's something about the Templeman method just just worked. Uh, but go ahead, George. And you can't beat the bass tone on this album. Yes. It all sounds great. And that's one thing. Uh, Kevin stopped commenting. I, I wonder if he had a stroke or if he fell asleep. But uh, listening to this on vinyl, Kevin, I bet you, you you can really pick out that that bass tone. Fan-fucking-tastic on vinyl. Good low end. Good uh, the the rhythm section in general. Like, this is a... I'll talk about the music for a second. This is a, a heavy a heavy Van Halen song. Like Van, Van Halen's always been a hard rock band, but as we all know, they have their ballads, they have their kind of slower sort of melancholy uh, type songs, you know, to, you know, to, they got dynamics, you know, they're a versatile band, but first and foremost, they are rock and roll and a hard rock and roll. And this uh, to me anyway, is up there amongst their five heaviest all the way from that opening intro into the the main riff. It's uh, a lot of, a lot of low end used in there. Um, Eddie probably put a lot of bass and uh, a lot of upper gain up in, in his guitar for this song in particular, for sure. So it's uh it's cool. It's very, very cool. We heard from Kevin. He's still awake. Uh, he says, <laughs> uh, one of the things I love about this album is that there are no covers. And is it the only DLR era Van Halen album without a listed instrumental? Uh, no, Tora Tora. Uh, was an instrumental uh, leading into loss of control. We just covered that one not too long ago, but it, there's only the one, uh, yep. if I remember correctly, on women and children. So, but uh, yeah, uh, no covers, a heavier album, and one of their least popular at the time. Like it, it took a while to get this thing to platinum. Uh, mm. It wasn't until uh, you know the Sammy era, everybody kind of went back and bought the back catalog that women and children, you know, kind of inflated its numbers. But I remember reading Noel Mug's book. And, and take that with a grain of salt. I understand there's a lot of discrepancies maybe uh, for, with his recollection, but uh, he was talking about having to grease the wheels with radio a little bit uh, for mm. women and children because they didn't hear a single. And, of course, we had And the Cradle Will Rock and Everybody Wants Some, uh, but you know they didn't really think there was a standout single on that record, so they really had to kind of grease the wheels with radio. And it you know kicking and screaming, they kind of dragged that thing to platinum after the first two albums just went through the roof. You think... Uh... You think people did that? You mentioned uh, once Sammy was in the band, people went back and uh, checked out kind of the earlier catalog, and that's what uh, uh, boosted this album to platinum status. You think people did that out of spite? Because, you know... uh, No, I I think... And uh, maybe even going back to 1984. I think 1984 opened up Van Halen to a whole new audience, and then this uh, uh, 5150 did as well. So people went back and bought the back catalog after those two records, I think. Ah, fair enough. I always just assume because you know how diehard the uh, the Dave camp is. Oh yeah, um, it, it, but I, I, th- know, I think so. they're a minority uh, in the grand scheme of things. They're definitely they're definitely vocal. Like the, the oh yeah, the loud guys are just yeah, they're crazy for DLR. <laughs> but I, I I think they're they're a minority. Like you know, 1984 sold 10 million records. Like you, you don't sell 10 million records just from the diehards, right? You have to like cross, you have to cross genres in a way. Too. Oh you gotta yeah, get yeah. Country fans on board. You got to get R and B. Uh, fans on board so like whatever everybody, record, you gotta get everybody yeah. on board yeah. yeah when the record goes diamond you're 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 crossing genres with that too mm-hmm. shall we keep going 
Yes, please. I forgot we're playing a song. We got an Eddie oh, Van yeah. Halen solo. solo. We got a solo. Come on. Holy shit. Here we go. <laughs> Now, we, we, we talk about Eddie playing a solo to fit the song. Is, is mm. that a solo that fits the song? In my opinion, absolutely. But I'm listening to Alex bashing the fuck out of that ride cymbal uh, on that second section. Like, man, that guy's just killing it. Fantastic stuff. But not a lot of variance in that solo, Mark. Uh, what did you think? Well, to answer your to answer your question, does it fit the song? Yes, it 100% does. Uh, he's not. He did not go the flashy route. Uh, he went, I don't know how you would describe it. He just, he essentially just played a solo that absolutely fits the narrative of, of, of the music that they are presenting. Um, other point, is it just me or is the rhythm section like really, really high up in the mix, uh, versus Eddie's solo in this or the solo is, is it just was a lot headphones? lower? No, you're, you're absolutely okay. right. Yeah. They're, they're mixed. Usually you get Eddie front and center. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's he kind was of on the, par. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I got as much bass as I did drums and guitar, but yeah, everything was mixed pretty level there. Maybe that mm -hmm. again, uh, producer uh, uh, choice uh, on that one. Probably so, and it, I think uh, maybe because Eddie plays the solo the way he does, and uh, instead of it being this sort of in-your-face flashy solo that we know Eddie does so well and often. Templeman decided, well, since he's not doing that, he's doing he, he's just kind of playing a solo that sort of fit again fits the narrative uh he doesn't need to be cranked up so high maybe um, the groove is the star on this yeah. one right just just let him kind of groove in that middle section the groove and the riffs are definitely the star of the song i will i will concede to that um but again i'm just speculating here about templeman's thoughts on that i'm no expert um george how do you feel about it that solo is pretty good you know it's a simple ascending pattern and we all agree it works for what it is and you know eddie has had plenty of time to shine in the song the fast riff is great those licks in the intro they're fun and now you know that part is kind of alex's time to shine and eddie's mm -hmm. playing something that can sort of back that up and it sounds good without being too distracting right that's a good yeah that sums it up pretty nicely i think I love on the lyrics site we're watching or uh, checking out here. <laughs> it just says in parentheses, ad lib jungle sounds. <laughs> ad lib jungle sounds. <laughs> ad lib jungle sounds. Uh, I'm over here looking at the, uh, the the Google page for the lyrics and they don't even bother with that. Like, nah, it's like, it's inaudible sounds. We're not writing that shit. <laughs> Let's enjoy some more ad lib jungle sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. 
Pull away the line, runs up the back of the stockings. I've always liked those kind of high heels, too. You know? No, 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 don't take them off. Don't take them off. Leave them off. Yeah, that's it. A little more to the right. right so, so what is she doing to him that he said a little more to the right? She's scratching his back? Yes, she's scratching his back with uh, with, with high heels. heels and stockings on, and uh, I I I love the fact that uh, this is clearly um, improv, a little ad lib thing, because Dave had to stop short when uh, when the rest of the band came in with the riff. Yeah. He's yeah, like, he's oh, shit, like, don't talk right there. Like he had to wait for the break to uh, come back in with the like, I like, uh, and they left uh, oh, okay. it in. I liked the way, the, yeah, and they left it in. Like, no, it's 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 brilliant. It's genius. Um, but it's hilarious to me, and I didn't um, because upon until this show, I didn't realize that that was all improv. I just, I mean, it it sounds obvious when you listen to it now, of course, and with with hindsight. But I didn't know that. I just assumed Dave had this idea in mind when they went in recording it. So this was just all part of him. But oh. How naive I was. Yeah, I probably heard the song a hundred times and never picked up on that. Uh, like <laughs> he was starting to ad lib something and he stopped because the band kicked in. That he and had he's to pick not, up again. Yeah, so, so, so now it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, love it. Van Halen loves doing passages like these where Dave's ad libbing and they sort of just drop it. They drop the guitar out of the mix and it's just the drum. I call it a you really got me part because that's probably oh, yeah. the song where they're most <laughs> famous for doing it. And guys, get your mind out of the gutter. She's not doing anything perverted or giving it there. She's not giving Dave a back scratch. She's trying to hang up a painting and he's oh. telling her a little more to the right. And she's wearing high heels because, you know, it's high up. She's got to reach it. He's just commenting on him like, hey, you know, I always like those high heels. Like, I love it. And head who doesn't like a nice pair of heels? Yeah. If you're a man, though, a you painting. can't wear them in Tennessee anymore. Ugh. No, no, you can't. And <laughs> oh boy, we that's that's another show. If you guys want to tune into uh, the thoughts on that, uh, we'll we'll make a tier on Patreon. You Coming can sign up, up. rantings of a maniac. Yeah. Rant, Our, yeah, we're we're gonna bring that back. Tennessee. Yeah. I like. Oh my god. Oof. Is it, that'll be a long episode? Let me tell you. Because uh, boy, do I have to rant about this. Dumbass state. Well, I tell you, George, uh, Kevin Brown disagrees with it. He says if DLR is breathing, he's being perverted. It's the default <laughs> setting. It is. It and is. I, I got to agree with Kevin on that one. Yeah, I think it is the default setting. Whenever you get your David Lee Roth, the default setting is disgusting pervert. Not in this song. He's telling you not to get romantic on the subway. Well, no, he wanted to. The conductor is <laughs> no, telling him. Don't he wanted the, the, yeah, the, con the conductor's yeah. like, nah, dude, it ain't happening for you. <laughs> All right, let's keep her rocking. <laughs>
coming in. Asagri's begging for sex at the very end. He goes, look, I'll pay you for it. What the fuck? Uh, so there you go. The The moral of this particular song is, look, everybody wants some. Like, he, me too. I got to so get bad, mine. Yeah. And he I'll, just I'll apparently just... It. Yeah, apparently he just can't get it willingly because he, I don't know, it seems like he's coming on a little too strong and it's so much so that even a subway conductor is like, my dude, stop it. <laughs> just it sounded like it. you just had blue balls, right? Like, fuck, I'll, I'll even pay you for it. Like, come on, Jesus. Maybe that was the original title of the song, Blue Balls. And then uh, <laughs> maybe Templeman said, uh, uh, can you can you workshop that title maybe? <laughs> You know, it's before Dave got even more pathetic, Mikey was doing some cool shit on the bass there on that outro. Yeah, he was. Love it when uh, when Mikey gets to shine, even if it's just for a moment. <laughs> but you know, we, we're we're big uh, uh, proponents of Michael Anthony getting his uh, his just due. So good stuff. There you go. There that is. Everybody wants some from women and children first. Uh, a popular song. Uh, you've heard it as as Corey mentioned from Better Off Dead, and uh, you know not to mention things like uh, uh, Joe Dirt, uh, Zombieland. I believe it was it was featured in Zombieland. Uh, Rich, Richard Linklater even named uh, um, one of his recent uh, or more recent movies after the title of it. Is it right. good? Um, it's a, it's a movie. That's what I'll say spiritual about it, but it's called to, everybody uh, wants some. Yeah. And it's a spiritual uh, sequel to, uh, Oh, the name escapes me. I just covered it. Days, days, yeah. Days I, I, yeah. A spiritual sequel to days confused. Yeah. I know a lot of people like to think that, um, but there you go. Um, Anyway, yeah. I'm just going by what you said. For, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, see the movie for yourself, I guess, and make that judgment call. I, for one, did not, but or I didn't see that uh, particular, but it. I digress. Anyway, so there we go, you guys. We've done it. We've another one in the books. Not one we manifested, but uh, pretty close. Pretty, very pretty, close. pretty good. Yeah, very close, Rag. Uh, Kevin Brown was the closest, so I guess he gets yeah. credit for it. Uh, but now, now we discuss the most important thing and that is whether we think this song is what dreams are made of or is the dream over did it not live up to the standard that it set back in 1980 does the song hold up whatsoever george you are our guest you know how this works uh did everybody want some uh would you say that it is what dreams are made of or uh is the dream over for you for this one as is traditional for the visiting team, you're letting me bat first, and I appreciate that. So here we go. This is a great song. Women and Children First is my favorite Van Halen album, and this song is a strong selection off of that one. And what I love about this song is that every band member has a chance to shine. And we've been talking about this the whole time. Like Anthony sounds good. Alex sounds good. Eddie's doing some fun stuff in there. And before Dave solicited this woman at the end, he was on fire with those screams. And this is a nice track. It's definitely what dreams are made of for me. Well said, well said indeed. There you have it. Uh, Corey, not uh, not the Sammy track you were hoping for, but uh, but a good Dave track uh, probably. Uh, but how do you feel about oh. the Godfather, the legend, 
All right, enough of that. You got to pay me the proper <laughs> respect. I got to play my theme before I vote. That's yes, of, of course, of course. Yeah. I've forgotten, uh, but uh, but all right. Uh, with all respect, Corey, my my co-host of the show, do you think that everybody wants some lives up to the hype after all this time, and it's what dreams are made of, or? Does uh does the desperation of David Lee Roth just turn you off entirely and the dream is just completely over for you? I tell you, I'm not real fond of my David Lee Roth begging for sex uh, <laughs> and just giving up at the end and saying, fuck it, I'll pay you. I don't care. Like, <laughs> 100 bucks when you suck my dick? Like, that that's not David Lee Roth to me, right? But... Uh, how can you vote down this song, right? Uh, Everybody Wants Them is an absolute classic from Van Halen. We had a lot of fun with the lyrics, but the music kicks ass. Uh, the production kicks ass. Uh, I, I'm kind of with George. Uh, if you kind of remove like 5150 and 1984 from the equation, Women and Children First, definitely in, in my top uh, favorite Van Halen albums, especially the Dave Rara albums. I put this above Diver Down. I put this above Fair Warning. Uh, I even put it above uh, Van Halen too, maybe. Oh, boy, that, that that's kind of a close one for me. But uh, I love Women and Children First, and this is an absolute standout uh, from that album. So uh, the goofy lyrics aside and Dave begging for sex, which he, he should never have to do. I'm sure he's doing it nowadays because, you know, he looks like, you know, an old saddlebag or whatever. But um, back then, Dave could, you know, get whatever he wanted. But uh, Mark Kamire, the question now comes down to you. Uh, is this for you what dreams are made of or... Is the dream over? It's a no-brainer. This song, as I mentioned earlier, is uh, one of Van Halen's heaviest, I believe, and uh, it's it's just a straight banger all the way through. No pun intended, based on the content of the song. Uh, it is uh, well, much like or much unlike dave in this particular uh track it is a banger uh his character is not unfortunately but no this is uh this is one of those songs that you i think should be a go-to when you want to think about hard van halen's hard rock catalog their the the songs the music that makes them uh uh be definitive as van halen you know it's 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 kind of uh it makes you it's heavy it makes you feel good because there's like those riffs just they just don't quit um i i dare say it's kind of that party rock atmosphere a little bit on this song uh that people love i mean of, of course it is it's what people love about van halen especially if you're a big lover of the dave era then I think this one should at least be in your top 10 of good songs. And I'll, yeah, uh, Women and Children First, as I reiterate what both of you said, this song or this album is really like a big standout. And uh, the more we kind of go into it, the more we discuss the tracks on it and uh, kind of remind ourselves, no, 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 this song was on this album. Hey, this song is on this album. It's like, okay, yeah, this album bangs like so much harder than other albums we've discussed as you say it's better i think it absolutely trumps diver down uh probably i don't know that it would necessarily beat van halen 2 for me but i understand what where you uh where yeah yeah i understand the sentiment on that one for you there Corey. but uh this is a great album this is a great track so there's really not a whole lot else to say about it i mean this is just to me one of many examples that is quintessential van halen 
There you go. There it is, a full clean sweep on the panel. It is what dreams are made of. Everybody wants some. Now, we have to play my favorite game. How many times did Van Halen ah. perform? Everybody wants some. Uh, let's start with you, Mark. We're going to give George a couple of seconds to think about it here. Mark, how many times do you think Van Halen played Everybody Wants Some? Part of me really wants to say this absurdly large number, but I don't know that Van Halen, uh, this this could also be one of those tracks where you would expect them to play it a lot, but they don't for whatever reason, or maybe they just couldn't find time in the set to to sneak it in there, but... Okay. Uh, to hell with it. I'll say they've probably played this song live, according to Setlist FM, five hundred times. Five hundred times. Remember, this is Price is Right rules. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. George, what do you think? How many times did Van Halen perform? Everybody wants them. I don't follow the Setlist too much for Van Halen, so this is going to be a total guess. I don't know. Is this like a super popular song? It it's not one of the it's not one of the same five songs they keep playing on my classic rock radio station over and over. So uh, maybe they only played it like fifty times. Let's say that you're gonna say fifty. Say fifty. I'm gonna yeah. say fifty. All right, you're a little bit off. Mark Myers, the winner tonight. Van Halen performed this song five hundred and sixty nine times. Ooh! So you were 69 oh, off. You got close. I, nice. I think you're close enough that. that you would get both showcases, Mark. That's pretty good. Uh, they they performed right it first, March but 19th, you're missing the 69, and you're going to end up having to pay for it, just like Dave at the That's end right. of the song. Fuck, well, baby. Fuck. I'll, I'll pay for it. <laughs> fuck, I'll pay for it. <laughs> they even played it uh, October 4th, 2015 at the Hollywood Bowl, so one of their last shows. I might have been, actually, their last show. They did. Uh, everybody oh, wants them. So, uh, staple. Of the David Lee Roth uh, tours, I mean, I don't see why not. It's, I mean, it's a banger, and uh, that's Great song. you really, yeah. yeah. If you want to get the crowd really like pumped and motivated, especially you play this song after you play a couple of uh, maybe like not so heavy songs, and you're worried that maybe there's a lull in the audience, whatever. You bust into this, they wake up immediately. So yeah, I that doesn't shock me whatsoever. Well, awesome. I think they kind of led this into Panama. So you, you, you kind of ah, okay. take that tremble drive beat. For, or, let's try that again. I've had a few whiskeys. That uh, tribal <laughs> drum beat uh, yeah. kind of at the end of Everybody Wants Some right into Panama. Come on. That, that's great shit right there. That is. That's a good uh, good transition. So, yeah. Very smooth. Very it nice. might even be the same beat or very similar. Yeah, very close. Yeah. Probably so. Um, well, there you have it. We've done it. Another one in the books. Another one down. Uh Big special thank you to uh, to uh, everyone in the uh, joined us on the Patreon. We'll talk more about that later. Big things, uh, big thanks to uh, George as well for joining us. George, before we uh, dismiss uh, the show, and just please tell us what you got going on. Where can the people find you? What what uh, what's going down? Oh, uh, you know the drill. Just if you're a Judas Priest fan, or maybe even if you're not, and you want to hear cool people talking about music. You could check out the Judas Priest cast, and we do the Judas Priest cast uh, semi-regularly, at least one or two episodes a month, and I do that with my co-host, Hattie, who's over in Bangladesh, and I love that we're getting two totally different perspectives and such a diverse backgrounds coming together 
just to talk about this one band and approaching these lyrics from different angles from our different backgrounds and at the same time finding things that we agree with and making sense of lyrics together it's kind of what we do and love and uh you guys if you're i'm losing my train of thought it's getting really late <laughs> i got nothing else to plug if you like judas priest listen to my damn show <laughs> the judas priest cast uh and uh, they'll tell you all about why they think T a touch of evil is the best judas priest song or maybe that's just my opinion uh but there you go uh painkiller always thank you so much george for being on the show again it's always a fun time having you Corey. can you please let the people know uh how to find the show where they can go to support us and uh please fill them in on the patreon yes uh, you can find us at www.podcastlerock.com you can catch up on old episodes uh, get yourself some merch uh we're available on all of the social medias uh, at least the ones that currently matter uh twitter for the time being, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, run by our one and only Mark Kamire. And, of course, on Patreon, search us up there, Podcast Will Rock. Uh, pick a tier that's right for you and uh, help us grow the show. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. And after we now have, what, 48 songs left on the Van Halen wheel, uh, if there's yeah. enough uh, interest, we're going to keep going on some solo wheels. That'll be a lot of fun. And I know, George, uh, your co-host, Hattie, she's dying to talk some mammoth. So we got to get her on the show to talk a little uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can find love me. her Wolfie. Oh, yes, yeah, she does. And, and that's great. We'll definitely get her on to talk about Wolfie. Uh, you can find me uh, at uh, CD Morset uh, on this show, as well as my other two shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, where we're uh, trying to compile the ultimate Aerosmith mixtapes. Uh, Scott Haskin and John Mariano and myself, uh, we got a long way to go on that one. As uh, Mark and I reached the end of the Van Halen catalog, we're still barely into the uh, the Aerosmith catalog. So uh, join us on there. Also, John and I do a show called Backtracks Theme Music, where we're talking everything music and movies. I uh, just did a couple of baseball-themed uh, shows, uh, Don't Stop Believing from Moneyball and Wild Thing from Major League. So yeah, uh, some cool stuff coming on there. Uh, speaking of the Deep Dive Podcast Network, let's just run down the rest of the shows. We have Scott at Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Uh, he's got another, what, season or two to go. Then he might be done until Uriah Heap uh, releases another album. So go check out his show there. Uh, Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joan, David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie podcast, Ben and Sam at University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, uh, some dude named George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast, which everybody should go check out. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, Clay and Rye at North by South podcast, Greg and Jonathan again at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking everything Megadeth. Uh, two of my favorite podcasts of all time. Uh, I, I bust his balls a lot, but Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project breaking down the entire Tom Petty uh, catalog. I I'm a big Tom Petty fan. I love that show so much. And Kevin and his buddy Randy doing Seaside Pod Review, another Queen podcast. Um, they got a wheel. They're spinning it. They're breaking down track by track and having a lot of fun. Uh, Quinn at and Volume for All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at Rock Roulette Podcast, and Chaz and Greg breaking down the Lulu album from Lou Reed and Metallica at Regarding Lulu. Go check that sucker out. And check out some of our, our favorite uh podcasts out there like the dlr podcast 
the Bogus Dogus Show, uh, Booked on Rock, and the Sean Geek and Fat Fast Threat Podcast, uh, Dissect That Film, uh, You're All Doomed, the Friday the 13th Podcast, too many podcasts to name, so much great stuff out there. Uh, go support it all whenever you can. Woo! Thank you, Corey. All I'm that tired. goodness. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was an excellent but... plug. No one does I mean, as it's... good a job as Corey at plugging it's the true. Deep Dive Podcasting yeah. Network, running down that list of shows and the cool people who host them. As a exactly. network, we're putting out so much content. Like as a whole, there's like an episode of something coming out pretty much every day. That's right. If there's a band, a rock band of yesteryear or like semi uh, relevancy today, chances are the Deep Dive Podcasting Network has got you covered on that. After at least do us a favor, do Corey a favor. After he made that huge rundown, go check some of those out and tell him that. Uh, and the podcast will rock sent you. Um, so there you go. We appreciate that. Uh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on instagram and twitter uh and uh, a, a brief plug if i if i may if you are in the nashville tennessee area you guys know i've talked about it before uh and i'll say it again uh i take place or i take part rather in these musical tribute nights pretty uh pretty regularly in the nashville area me and a cavalcade of other musicians we do a lot of uh things usually metal related uh 80s new wave we've done all emo we've done all sorts of stuff well the next show coming up april 22nd if you are in the nashville tennessee area the legendary venue the exit in it is not closing in fact it is going to reopen that's right new management same old venue it's reopening it's coming back and we're gonna kick off uh the comeback right with a show dedicated. It's called Pop Rocks. And what that means is it's pop music that has gone the way of rock and metal. So if you ever uh, you ever wondered what, uh, I don't know, Rihanna or Taylor Swift or things like that, uh, like pop stars, you ever wonder what they sound like in metal form? We've got you. We are dedicating the whole night as a, a metal tribute to the pop songs. You can hear me do an actual Taylor Swift song and I can't stand Taylor Swift music, <laughs> but I do love metal. So for me, uh, you, you get to hear, uh, you get to hear a rendition that ordinarily you'd never hear. So if you want to hear me do a Taylor Swift song, uh, which you'll never hear ever again, be sure to show up at the exit in April 22nd uh, in Nashville, Tennessee for the pop rock show. Me, myself, uh, uh, my, my, my wonderful lady. And just uh, like I say, a cavalcade of Nashville's best musicians putting on this show together, $20, 18 and up. It's going to be a fun, fun show, April 22nd. And I'll discuss that about that. I'll discuss that more later as the, as the sooner we get to the show, but uh, it's all for charity. So do what you can support, Make sure uh, 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 it's for a good cause. That's the only reason why I would ever get on stage and do a Taylor Swift song. So on behalf of Corey and our guest, George, uh, and all of you out there, our lovely patrons, thank, or, uh, patrons, rather, thank you so much for being part of this. We are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Later.